Hey guys, I'm so glad that you dropped in to listen this week. Carter and Jacob here as we talk through these chapters where his brothers encounter Joseph after years of separation because of their sin against him. Let's look at Joseph and where his humility ultimately got him. How can you be exalted in the kingdom? Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. All right, so we're in week 16 of the Genesis Journal, starting on page 221, Genesis 41, 41 through 44, 34. Jacob, you're back. Um, you've had a good morning, haven't you? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's been a lovely day. Pouring down rain outside. I woke up to two flat tires. <laughs> but I got the coffee flowing, and we're, it's good to be in the Word. Yep, it's good to be here. Because uh, we're talking through Genesis, and we are going deeper into Joseph's life. He has, uh, he's, um, there's a resurrection that's happened, uh, and the brothers don't even know it yet. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're going to talk about Joseph's humility in the spotlight, but let's just talk about the chapters in general um, over this, this, uh, these daily readings. So Jacob, what, what can we get from these these readings this week well some pretty detailed uh chapters here uh talking about um showing the uh the famine has come on the land and and jacob's family's hungry and they're going to egypt because there's food in egypt and so the brothers are making their journey there and i you know what's ultimately going to happen is joseph is going to come face to face with his brothers, or really vice versa. Joseph, uh, the brothers are going to come face to face with Joseph, and there's going to be this uh, uh, testing, questioning process that that takes place. And um, I I just think it's a it's a beautiful picture. We've talked before that Joseph, you know, is a shadow or a picture of of who Jesus is. And I think in these chapters this week, I think the brothers are a beautiful picture of who we are. Uh, people who are are uh, are living through the effects of our sin, are sinners, uh, and they're they're on a journey uh to uh, because they're in need and uh they come face to face with the only person uh, in all the land who can help them, can give them their need. Uh, but it comes with a, a commitment. It comes with a cost and it comes with, um, uh, you know, uh, this questioning and are the brothers ready to repent from what they have done? Have they had a change of heart? Are they all in to, uh, to live uh, this new life that's been offered. So I think this is, I mean, this is a beautiful picture of what it, and, and Joseph is, you know, the picture of Jesus where he is the only one who can give them 
what they need. And yet, you know, as we'll talk about in the spotlight, it's come, his, his position has come at great cost uh, to himself. And so um, he has been humbled over and over again in his life. And now here comes his resurrection uh, time where he can freely give forgiveness and reconciliation and it's all in his hand so beautiful picture as you read this keep in mind the gospel and who we are and what christ has done for us Okay, so let's look at week 16's spotlight. Joseph leads Egypt. It's on page 236 in the Genesis Journal. Uh, And we want to read the uh, scripture spotlight, which is in Philippians chapter 2, verses, I think you wanted to start in 3, right, Jacob? Uh, Mm -hmm. So let's let's go there. Uh, Jacob, uh, go ahead and read that uh, portion of scripture. So Philippians 2, starting in verse 3, and I'm just going to tell you from the get-go, this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, passages of Scripture in all of the Bible, and I'll try to tell you why here in just a minute. Verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. I, guys, I think this passage right here uh, sums up the if we can if we can truly um, uh, believe this with all of our heart, if we can buy into this, I believe this is where life uh, happens. We've got um, the uh, the example here of of servanthood of of lowering oneself uh, for the sake of others. And uh, we get the result of that, the promised result in our gospel that is if you give your life away, if you lay your life down, if you deny yourself, if you take up your cross, that God will give you eternal life, that God will raise you up, will exalt you to the highest place. This is what we see happen in Christ, um, in this passage, and this is the promise to every person who walks on this earth, that it's the great exchange, that if you'll lay your life down, if you'll humble yourself, if you'll lower yourself, if you will deny yourself, that God will exalt you. And we live in a world where 
All we're trying to do is exalt self, exalt self, exalt self. Make a name for ourselves. Do something that will give us recognition. Uh, live in a way that people will look at us, to us. And God says, no, take on the mind of Christ, who he had everything. He had the highest name, and he laid it down for the sake of his brothers, for the sake of the world. Uh, and so we... We see this, that one of the, the greatest commands um, is, you know, to, to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. He tells um, in another teaching, Jesus says, whoever is first will be last and whoever is last will be first. So we see this upside down uh, way of life. And for us to be able to trust that, to really buy into that, and to believe that. That that's where life happens. When we're giving our life away by service and um, making others, uh, considering others better than ourselves, that's when life is truly found. And so that's one of the reasons that we should strive, I think, day after day. If we had nothing but this passage in the Bible, I think we could do well in our pursuit of Christ. And Joseph was a picture of what we can be, uh, not only who Jesus is, but who who we can be, that we walk in his footsteps and be humble like he was humble. Um, so I, I fully believe that if, like Jacob said, if we can just, um, you know, humble ourselves that, you know, we might not want here in in this life see the, the prosperity, the exaltation mm. that we expect. But we've got to know and we've got to believe that one day we're going to, um, and, and the New Testament talks about it a lot, and I don't think the, the church today talks about it a ton, mm. is uh, the new body that we'll have, the new, the resurrection that we'll have, like, jo- like Joseph had. He had a sort of a resurrection to his brothers. Mm. They, they thought he was dead, but he was resurrected and put in this position. So uh, it's just... I a, love- I, I just I think that like in our baseball community, uh, in our baseball teams and in the programs uh, that we're around, if we could figure out verse five here, if we could figure out how to live out verse five it says in your relationships with one another. So teammate to teammate in our relationships with one another, if we could have the same mindset as Christ, you know, who who was God, but who gave up all the rights they he had. Jesus gave up all the rights he had as God and humbled himself and became the lowest of the low. And if we can if we can do that, one, I, I do think that we'll be more successful as a team. Uh, it would be good for the team. But more than that, it would stand out in this world. Your baseball team would look different. It would be a light in the darkness and so just really uh would love to see this start being a reality in our baseball programs yeah i had so much respect for the pitchers on my team in college that would do the spray chart would do the the book would you know do all i feel like did all the grunt work and Mm. and stuff behind the scenes that the spray charts give you so much information on the other team and how to uh, approach them competitively. So I think if we did take that into our dugouts and just we did whatever we could to 
to help each other, help our team win. And what I, what I think about is, uh, you know, first of all is sacrifice bunts on the field. And I know that doesn't happen a whole lot these days with the, the era that we're in, but back in the day, that was a big thing. And I was just doing some research, uh, on sac sacrifice bunts, sacrifice hits. And, uh, okay. So how do you, how many do you think, uh, active players as of, cause this is the only stat that I could find Jacob 2017, how many sacrifice bunts is, do you think the leader had at, as an active player over their career? I would say 30. Well, it's more than that. <laughs> it's uh, so Clayton Kershaw was, a, was second on the list and he had 89. And pitchers. Okay. So pit, you got to think about pitchers too. Yeah. So, and then Elvis Andres had a hundred. But if you look back in, this is before the live ball era, so, and going into it, um, the 1920s-ish, um, Eddie Collins, uh, he, he started his career in 1906 and ended it in 1930, had 500, 512 sacrifice bunts over his career. Hmm. And... The winning percentage that he had was was a, a 512 winning percentage, and his batting average was 333. So it wasn't like he wasn't a good hitter. He mm-hmm. was he was laying down sack bunts and getting people around and scoring runs. Although you know, sack bunts, sack flies, they don't they don't go against your average. Most all baseball players know that, but he doesn't get to pad his numbers in other ways. He doesn't get to you know, have the most hits or he could have had more hits or more home runs or, you know, um, it takes a lot for, I mean, not, not everything since you're not sacrificing your batting average, but, um, it does take something for you to lay down a bunt and get out, you know? So I thought, I thought that was a, I mean, that's a good picture of humility on the Hmm. baseball field. What do you think? Oh, I, there, there's no question. I mean, it, it's, it's that word. You're sacrificing your at bat for the sake of one, for the sake of the runner who's out there, but more than that, for the sake of the the team. You're doing it for the sake of the guy who's hitting behind you, giving him an opportunity to drive in. You're considering his at bat um, more important than your own. At bat, and that's that's hard to do, and we don't, you know, today's, if, if we're honest, in today's world, you know, hitters get angry when they're asked to, to lay down their at bat. Uh, they get mad unless it is, um, unless it's against a pitcher that maybe they think that they can't hit, unless it's a, unless it is good for them. In some way, form, or fashion. But if it's somebody they think they can hit, or 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 uh, um, if that makes sense, if if it's somebody that they think that they've got a good opportunity to to get a hit against or whatever, they don't want to lay down their bat, even if it's for the good of the team. 
so it it is a huge sacrifice in, in that sense, and uh, that is humility. You're you're considering the team more important than yourself, and that's the definition here that I think if we could live our life with, uh, you know that. Um, that uh, more people would feel more important uh, instead of just a let few people that think that their lives matter and and everything should revolve around their life. And this is hard for uh, for me. I look at, you know, I'm the executive director of Full Count. A lot of people think that I'm more important because of a title beside my name than other people in the ministry or that I have more to do. So it's a, uh, it's a hard thing to live out, to, to continue to lower yourself, lower yourself, lower yourself, uh, and, and trust that when you do that, God will exalt thee. Uh, and maybe not in this life, maybe not ever in this life, but in the life to come, uh, there's a, a, it's a hopeful humility is the best way to say it, I think. All right, so as we do every week, we're going to have a challenge, and I think it would be great for us in our D groups this week to challenge our guys, challenge ourselves, me and Jacob, uh, to serve somebody this week without anything in return. That is a true example of humility when we give uh, something of our life to somebody without expecting anything in return. And uh, Jesus ultimately did that for us on the cross. And he did that in so many aspects of his life, like uh, washing his disciples' feet, um, uh, touching the sick, uh, healing the sick, um, just walking with people, loving people where they are. And uh, he just he just gave and gave and gave his entire life. So we can be a picture of who Jesus is when we serve in humility. So Walk away from whatever situation that you find yourself in after you give that person something, uh, give, give your time, give of some material object, um, and uh, just walk away and let that sink into their heart this week. So thank you guys for all you do. Have a great week. Uh, love you guys. Uh, keep pressing on. You're doing a great job. Love y'all. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms full count ministries exist to create disciples using the game of baseball we are a non-profit ministry and if you have benefited from this resource we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel and then to grow in the relationship with Jesus. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that God has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.